This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community. From writers to artists and everyone in between, I am here to be the middleman and get all the details on your favorite content on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, please remember that this is an 18 plus podcast and to check the notes for content warnings and trigger warnings, it's at the, should be around the top. Uh, my name is Ren and I am here today with Addie, aka 221B Addie on AO3. Thank you for being on the pod. How are you today? It's just 221 Addie. Oh, 221 Addie. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Um, thank you. Sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> no, no worries. I like had it in my notes, and I was like, "Oh, that's like because you're the second Sherlock person that I've talked to." So, like the other, I think the other person had. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's too easy to fit it into the into the it name. Is. You have yeah. to put it in. It is. And I also think I was thinking of the convention, too, at the same time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, sorry for the mishap. <laughs> um, so we'll just kind of go to the summary part now. We're just going to talk about your history with fan fiction, how you got started reading it, how you got started writing it, your fandom of choice, and kind of have this full conversation so let's start there um how did you get into reading fan fiction so i was in the sixth grade and i did and kind of to this day do this thing that i've later found out is called maladaptive daydreaming but i would sit in class and i would write entire fanfics in my head instead of paying attention to what was happening Whoa. and then i kept telling one of my friends about them and she was like you realize that this is a thing that people do right like, people write these down and then people read them. And I was like, that's not real. <laughs> Why are you lying to me right now? Turns out she wasn't lying. And I never stopped reading it. <laughs> Were you, uh, um, what's, was it fanfic.net or fanfic.com? Yep, fanfic.net. Okay. Yep. That was <laughs> way back in the day. Embarrassingly, my first fandom was High School Musical. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Mine was Brace Face. I talked about this on the pod one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Reaching yeah. for the classics there. Yeah, <laughs> I was a Brace Face. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, can you kind of explain what maladaptive daydreaming is? I've yes. never heard of that. Yes, so it's when you spend literally your whole day, like, in a completely different world that you created inside your head. Wow, okay. Yep, so I would... Because I'm not that creative, I would just steal other people's worlds and live in them inside my head. And I've been doing this like since I was a little, little kid, and I never stopped doing it. And like wow. to this day, if I'm sitting in a meeting, in my brain, I'm not in that meeting. Wow. So, how do <laughs> so, okay, I have so many questions. So, how does, so to go off topic, but like, how, how does that affect your everyday? So I've gotten pretty good at not being um, terrible about it. Okay. <laughs> like I can, I, I can, you know, I know what's going on around me. Mm. But when I was a kid, I was, I mean, basically a nightmare. Like I would disappear into my own head and people could have a whole conversation with me where I wouldn't absorb a single thing they said. I would just sort of nod along. 
Because mm-hmm. I was somewhere else. So when did you start writing all your stories down? It wasn't until 2021. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I'm an attorney. Um, and at that point, I graduated during the pandemic with the job offer. Things were going great. The pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. My job offer was rescinded. I got a job and then was laid off like immediately. So I just passed the bar. I was unemployed. And I fell and I hurt my back. Oh, wow. And I laid down on the couch for three days and watched Toddlers and Tiaras. <laughs> which is what you do when you are it, on good pain meds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at one point I turned to my husband because we're both big fans of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And I said, what if Sherlock entered John's daughter in a beauty pageant? <laughs> and then I wrote it. Nice. And that was that was the first thing that I actually wrote down after years of writing these stories in my head. And then I couldn't stop doing it. I just, I loved it. So how long have you been writing? Um, so it's so it's 2021 and on is just your trunk of time. Um, yeah. How many fix have you written in that time? I have, on AO3, I believe I have 43 right now. Oh, cool. And yeah. They're all sure, and they're all Sherlock. Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah. So that's your main fandom. Um, yes, I cool. obsess. Okay, yeah. So I I've seen the show. I was in it like everyone else when it was out, but because of how it ended, I sort of lost hope on like anything else. So I was like, I don't know where else can I go, you know? So I kind of just it kind of just fell off of the map with it a little bit, unfortunately. It's, but yeah, it's one hundred percent fair. No, we all a, understand. Yeah, it 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 was a really good show at the time of like what it was, was on. And I liked being a part of the community in that way. Um I remember like my text tone was the um uh oh my gosh. I'm like I just had her name in my head. Irene Adler's like little text. Oh God, yes. <laughs> so like whenever I was out and it would make that little breathy little sigh, I'm like, guys, it's fine. It's just your luck. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's not what you think. <laughs> oh my God. I had yeah. that. I had that ringtone too in yeah. high school. I had that. <laughs> There's no shame. Yeah, no shame at all whatsoever. Um, I well, do like you're, since I, I said before you're the second person I've talked to from Sherlock, the Sherlock fandom, um, and the previous person sort of got me re it, like it reignited sort of like that interest. So I do want to go back and watch it because I'm just like it's still going strong, much like um, well I, I was gonna compare it to like Harry Potter in a way, but they're still getting content. But, like you guys like don't have anything new. <laughs> Yeah, and they're still going, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> I think part of what makes the fandom so, like, why we are going so strong is because we were given so little. Like, you have all these characters who we know basically nothing about, and that's mm. that's where fan fiction comes from. Mm-hmm. I write almost exclusively. I write um, Mycroft and Greg okay. stuff, and. One of the things I love about them is that there there really isn't much that I can't do. Right. Because, like, beyond the fact that both of them are men, we don't know anything about their lives. I guess that is kind of quite freeing. I definitely understand. Is that how, um, maybe, this is like a genuine coming, probably coming from a little bit of ignorance here, but is that how most of the Sherlock fandom kind of feels about the characters and, how, and when they write? I don't 
No, honestly, I feel I feel like it's got to be it's got to be to an extent though because right. you know you you really you were given this great setup for a character mm-hmm. and they just they just didn't take it that far. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a jumping off point. You right. know, Sherlock's Sherlock's great, but we kind of know a lot about him. Mhm. Yeah, yes. So with with that ship cuz i think the person bef- who i spoke to before also ships those two characters it's a um, it's it's a powerful ship okay <laughs> it's, i was going to say like very invested okay i was going to say like how in star wars it's always like i read uh Raylo, but like the following ships are usually the other characters or it's like um uh, Poe and ginger rose and all that stuff but yeah. is that kind of like the secondary ship in your guys's fandom like the second biggest one other than yeah okay yeah, it, i think it, i think it definitely <laughs> I love is that. Like, yeah i mean you know you, you're never gonna get away from john Locke, but the yeah i, I think my straw definitely comes in second That's because so they cool. they're they're both likable characters mm-hmm. for whom we don't have a lot of canon so mm-hmm. they could have been married the whole time oh, and yeah. like we just wouldn't have known about it interesting yeah That's, so what kind of stories do you like to write for them so i like to write like sweet fluffy stories but that's never what i end up writing okay <laughs> <laughs> so I um so my first my first fan uh my first story was of course about um Sherlock entering Rosie in a beauty pageant which mm-hmm. was fun. Um but after that I started to write a story about sexual abuse because I was sexually assaulted when I was younger and I did not deal with it and then suddenly the pandemic hit and I had nothing to do with my days and I was sitting there being a mess. Mm-hmm. So, and I've got I've got this like mom friend override thing, where I cannot ask the waitress for ketchup for myself, but oh. if my but if the person I'm with needs ketchup, I will track her down. <laughs> I, I will go into the kitchen and find who has the ketchup and go get that ketchup. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do was I started to put Mycroft in the situation that I was in. And see if I could fix the problem for him. Because mm. I couldn't fix it for myself. And it grew into this kind of huge story called Fine. In which... My goodness. Cat's fighting a chipmunk. Um, <laughs> uh, in which Mycroft has... Mycroft was sexually abused as a child. And he's now 45 and trying to move on with his life but he can't because he doesn't talk about it and he you know has never admitted to anyone what happened and then and then one day he just sort of yells it out Mm. and the story goes from there like how he how he learns to be okay and it it was hugely helpful writing it because you know i again i I'm not good at dealing with my own stuff. But like I could I could see how something had to be done when right. it was someone else going through it. Mhm. And, and I, I think guess, that's Oh god, sorry. No, go no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I guess also with 
mid like when you're when we're deep in the pandemic it was really hard for people to like even have therapy like me included like oh, yeah. find therapy appointments so i i can't imagine what it's like to sort of not have any opportunity to get the help you needed during that time yeah, but i'm also absolutely. really i'm also really um like i don't really know the word to say i don't want to say happy but like i'm i'm glad that you guys had writing to get you through that because it's better than nothing but <laughs> you know um yeah yeah <laughs> and i know like my therapist they went back to the office and stopped accepting like telehealth appointments mm -hmm. in like august of 2020 and i was not at a place in my life where i was going to be in a room with another human right at that point so i i wasn't going to therapy for a while like i i was just sitting in my house mm -hmm. all day doing nothing and it's, that is not good for the mental health even the right even those of us who are actually mentally healthy and not just pretending to be that's not good for you right leave the house once in a while <laughs> I agree. I, I need to take my own advice on that because I'm such like a, I use work and being tired from work as my excuse to not leave the house. But I know that's not healthy. <laughs> and I live alone now too. So it's also like, oh, you, yeah, you gotta I, gotta, I gotta go touch the grass as they say. Yes. yes. <laughs> I just recently, um, just recently opened up my own law office and I'll oh. be like, oh, I don't want to go out. I'm sleepy. You know, I worked all day. And my husband will be like, you laid on the couch all day. <laughs> like, I saw you do it. You're not tired. Well, congratulations. That's cool. Thank you. Thank <laughs> it's you. like, if you can't find the work, just make the work. <laughs> yeah. I ended up, I, about halfway through last year, I got hired at a nonprofit. And then I got laid off again because they mm. lost their grant and I was like I can't keep doing this yeah like, I cannot keep getting laid off from places yeah and I live in a small town so I have a captive audience mm -hmm. they don't have any other lawyers it's just me there you go <laughs> <laughs> um so I I always like to ask that question if um real life bleeds into fan fiction and you already sort of touched on that um yeah. are there any other stories in your in your archive that um wrote, like that were also points of healing because obviously you wrote like during pandemic time so were there a lot of that was there a lot of that going on too for other i actually I only ever wrote like one short story about the pandemic because mm -hmm. it's it's too I feel like it's too fresh. Yeah. Like we haven't we haven't all healed yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. But I read I read a lot of pandemic stories during the pandemic. <laughs> and I think it was because I um for me it's like I wanted to have the connection but uh, like I lived with a roommate, and, but my roommate had a partner, and I'm just like I'm just single, so like I'm just gonna read pandemic stories about couples <laughs> that are like living together, so that I can feel something. Oh, <laughs> the reading to feel something mood is yeah. just hardcore recently. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, I have okay. I have two other I have two other stories that I wrote about alcoholism because it's yet another thing that I've struggled with over the years and those those also have been very very cathartic because you know you 
I've been I've been sober for four years now. I've been off drugs for almost nine. Congratulations. Thank you. And um and there there are still days where like you can't I can't help but like think of myself as the person who was still, you know, drinking and doing drugs all the time and being just a absolute waste of human energy. Mm-hmm. And so writing these stories about characters who I care about very much, even though they're not real people, um, and you know, showing them a little bit of love through the mm-hmm. stories has been really helpful. You know, like th- these people, yeah, they they're drunks, but they deserve they deserve some compassion, and maybe right. you should show that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a concept! Yeah, weird. <laughs> is that what my therapist has been saying for the past twenty years of my life? Yeah, I mean, so sometimes, like you're saying, you can't ask for the catch up yourself, but you'll ask for it, it's it's. I I operate in that way too sometimes, so I totally yeah. get it. Or it's like it's easier for me to help someone else than it is for me to help myself. And I don't know why that is. I cannot tell you why. Obviously, because you experience that too. Who knows why that's a thing? But I don't um, know. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm really good at helping other people. I yeah. just I'm so mean to myself. Yeah. Um. But, so does your uh, does your your husband knows that you write because you asked him or you brought up oh. the one topic? But oh yeah, um, what was his reaction when he started doing it more? <laughs> did he think it was just the one off story or? <laughs> so I think he did think it was going to be the one off okay. story. He has been. He has been my biggest cheerleader, though. He loves it so much. Mm-hmm. He he will have me read all of the chapters before they go up. And if I put one up before I read it to him, he gets all grumpy for the rest of the day because he wants to be the first one who got I to read that. it. Yes. <laughs> of course, he won't sit down and read it himself because, I don't know, he, he's a math guy and uh. he can't can't absorb words through his eyes, apparently, <laughs> like the rest of us do. <laughs> but he... He gets so excited about it. And I'll like, I'll walk into a room and just like shout a story idea at him with absolutely no context. And he'll be like, okay, good. Yeah. When are you going to write it? That sounds great. Do it. It's, he's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Did you guys, um, well, did you guys meet because of fandom or before? No. Okay. We, we met. When I was 16 and he was oh 18. Cool. And we worked at McDonald's together. Aww. I love this story. This is my favorite story. We worked at McDonald's together. He was my boss, technically. Mm-hmm. He was a shift manager and I was a crew trainer. And so he quit his job so that he could ask me out. <laughs> it's like fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the perfect fanfiction story. It it's such a little meat cute. Yeah. And like looking back, like what a terrible financial decision. You didn't have oh, yeah. another job lined up, but it worked. Yeah. So I'll I'll give it to him. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, so, I bet it's like really cool to have someone that's even in the same that likes the same fandom as you because like do you guys go to like the con together and everything we did we went this year i had oh, to yay. my husband god bless him he's so shy oh and, and he was like 
well, I don't know, we'd be like hanging out with people we don't know and no one we know would be there. And he just, you know, the same three words just in different orders over and over again. And he got there and he just had the time of his life. Yeah. We had been there like 20 minutes and he's like, we're getting the lifetime membership so that we don't have to pay for individual tickets and we're going to do this. And next year we're going to dress up. Yeah. Maybe so happy. Yeah, like I can I haven't I haven't been to a convention yet, like since pandemic stuff. Um yeah. and I'm itching to go back. I can't wait to finally go to one. But it's so yeah, like, fun. Yeah, you like, forget. You forget, yeah. And I can't you wait forget to just, how fun it is. Yeah. I'm so excited to be like in that environment again and also just like getting to be around people for the first time in in so long so especially when it's all fandom related it just kind of feels a love and i bet that's yes. how like at the time of recording star wars celebration is this weekend and so i'm really excited for everyone that's going um to get to kind of all be together again for that um bummed i missed the the sherlock one because someone was telling me about it after i started my podcast because they were like you your podcast would be really cool for that one and i was like i didn't even know it was a thing <laughs> oh you gotta come next year <laughs> yeah we are you, we are a very fun group have you been before uh this year no this this is my this first, first year oh, okay okay yeah um so i guess i kind of want to touch on like community and everything um because i'm familiar only with star wars obviously that's just kind of where i live um but i can only imagine that the sherlock fandom because what you're saying there's not a lot of content for you guys to consume anymore that your guys's community is just probably like the best <laughs> have you like have you met really cool people through like writing or just sherlock in general and yes absolutely the the people i have met for first of all like for some reason, even me, a grown adult and a professional who writes fan fiction, I always think of people writing fan fiction as being like 15 year old girls. Mm. But like the fact that they were all actual adults with like cool jobs yeah. blew my mind. And everyone is like, you know, we, we all have like this one thing in common. That, and that's all you need. Like, mm -hmm. people are so fantastic, even though you've never met them before, and the only thing you know about them is that they watched the same show in 2010 yeah. as you. Oh my gosh, 2010. 2010 it came out. <laughs> I know. Whoa. I was thinking about that it the other day. It feels like it wasn't that long ago. I Yeah. Over wow. a decade of my life has been consumed by this Whoa. television show. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. What a time. <laughs> yeah. And the really the really cool thing about the about the Sherlock one is of course, you know, you get the people who are into the BBC stuff, but then there's also people who are super into the original stories. Then there's been like 900 spin-offs of it. Yeah. So you get a really varied group of people with very cool interests. Mhm. Mm so yeah, I guess I never thought about that is I mean, it's probably a dumb question, but I'm assuming that the 221Bcon had emphasis on all the entirety of Sherlock Holmes, right? Not just yes. the show. Okay. Yes. So there were, there were, you know, there were things you could go to that were just about the show. There were things that were just about the canon, but there were some that were, you know, a mix of them and, you know, comparing cool. different characters throughout the series. It's it's such a fun oh my god, it's so fun. I can't even <laughs> can't even describe how much I loved it. 
Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I'm very curious to see that sort of blend of a fandom because uh yeah like you said you're coming from the show the books the original older shows you've got the robert downey jr movies so it's like how does all of that yep. kind of come together and why <laughs> it works um, somehow yeah that's so cool um so kind of touching back more on your writing um we kind of discussed kind of like what stories you like to to write these characters and what are some of like your favorite like situations or because uh, <laughs> I think I, I took I, sorry, I pulled up your AO3 here and I th- think what I'm saying is that you kind of write M.E. if not yeah like more so yeah, M.E. mostly Mo- okay and how do you okay let's ask this one question first how do you define m and e within your fandom because i know that is different for everybody and in whatever fandom they write so i gotta be honest everything i have that's tagged e is mostly done through an abundance of caution because i'm terrible at writing smut okay i'm like really really bad at it <laughs> the like there's so many so many words for penis and none of them ever sound right <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't do <laughs> so all all of my stuff that is tagged e is either for violence or just out of an abundance of caution gotcha. however i love reading smut so yeah i'm in no way putting it down i'm just bad at it okay <laughs> yeah i love so i love friends to lovers stuff it's so yeah cute. <laughs> but I also like a nice, a nice soft established relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need big relationship drama. I don't need these people to all of a sudden be thrown into some terrible limbo. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want to see them growing old together and drinking Aww. cocoa on the couch. It's so cute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And it's like a show, yeah, like, the show's been off the air for so long, why not give these characters, like, good happy endings all the time? Honestly, like, (laughs) they're all getting towards retirement age at this point, like, y'all should just be chilling, where your fuzzy socks at, guys? (laughs) I love that, that's so cute, yeah, like, a nice (laughs) fluffy little story. Yes. Um, That's great. Do you have any... um, you said you like to read smut. Um, do you read? Do you read the same things that you write, or do you have other fandoms or or couples that you or ships, shall I say, that you like to branch off to? So I love love reading my Strahd stuff. Um, as far as other fandoms, I weirdly have read a lot of Lost fan fiction. Okay. Speaking of you know, uh, like shows, shows that are well over <laughs> yeah. a decade old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like little third grade me was really into Lost for some mm-hmm. reason, and I recently, you know, reread a whole bunch of fanfics. And y'all still doing good work in the Lost mm-hmm. fandom, even though that one ended bad too. Yeah, <laughs> thank you all for still writing, even though it ended real bad. That's I have not seen the entirety of that show. I forgot what season I gave up on, but I did watch <laughs> like a. 
a whole like introspective like retrospective video on the show that someone just broke it down by season and i was like wow I, <laughs> like lost was game of thrones before game of thrones <laughs> absolutely it was i tried to rewatch it recently and i had to stop after season two i was like this is getting weird that sounds about i think where i dropped off too yeah. they were really strong up until then and then it got weird <laughs> Yeah, and I can't imagine. That's kind of how I feel about long shows that are on the air for so long. It's like I I can't imagine getting so invested, and then like the finale is just not at all what you wanted. Um, I don't know how people felt about the supernatural ending. I've heard mixed things about it. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna queer bait me for like 150 seasons and then you're gonna kill him the minute you stop yeah. queer baiting me. Is that really yeah. what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's still salty about it. Yeah, and again, like kind of connecting Sherlock, it was like the whole super hulock era, and we we're all just mm. sort of in all of them. Um, at least I was because I watched all three. Um but yeah, like Supernatural was the one that kind of kept going. And I was just like, at some point, I'm going to have to stop watching this because <laughs> I don't know. And then I just watched the finale and like, lost. I was like, wow, that kind of sucks. But um, there were about <laughs> five or six more seasons of that show than there, as of right, should have been. Oh, yeah. They, I, I mean, good on them for wanting to stick around and keep going on it but i was like what else can you write <laughs> just yeah and they out did it <laughs> they did it um so i kind of want to talk about this is it's in the sherlock realm but not with writing because i remember um all of the <laughs> conspiracy theories behind that one show that was coming out the apple oh, i forgot what it's called apple tree something or other where everyone thought it was going to be a new Sherlock season but it turned out to not be that <laughs> I haven't even heard no okay <laughs> I'm gonna have to let me see <laughs> I don't remember how I found out about this uh apple oh my gosh I feel like a, is this was this a fever dream and I made this up because I swear <laughs> I just I watched like a whole video about this <laughs> okay if you know what i'm talking about like message me when this when you listen to this it was like this, this show got announced on bbc or something and everyone speculated that it was gonna be a new sherlock season and that like embedded in like the code of the website it was like gonna take you to all these sherlock things and it was like this whole online conspiracy and i was so invested <laughs> because i was like i can't I, believe i missed all of this I'm like i want this for you guys like i really want you guys to have a new show like a new season but yeah there's like a whole just like theory of like when you go on the website it says this and this is a connection to this and it was just like all of the, the charlie day like crazy wall and i'm just like is it happening but it wasn't it was literally the show that they announced <laughs> so like as much as as much as like part of me wants to be like wow people on the internet really went a little crazy like there, there's also a part of me that's like mark gatiss would do that like he, right. he, would, he would sit there with his charlie day crazy wall and go through this whole thing the yeah. man's unhinged yeah and i mean i think that's what people thought was gonna happen because like 
I mean, I was invested in the fan theories of this, of whatever this show was. And I was like, you guys know about this guy more than, more than I do. I just watched the show. I don't know anything else. <laughs> so like, I, if you guys think it's going to be a new show, then it's going to be a new show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like until the day we all die, we are going to just continue to assume every single thing that the BBC comes out with is just going to be a new episode of Sherlock. Oh, it was called Apple Tree Yard, and they thought it was going to be a, a fourth episode of the show Sherlock. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, and all the yeah, it was just you'll have to look. You should look it up and read. I, it yes, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get way into this. I gotta be was, honest. Yeah. That sounds like a dumb name for a show. So yeah, it sounds super fake. Yeah, it does. It does. BBC, if you don't want me going all conspiracy theory on your ass, then maybe name your shows stuff that doesn't so, suck. I know, and I was like, I, I just so much went into people just trying to figure out if this was another episode and i was invested because i really wanted it for everyone in the fandom. <laughs> um but yeah i mean that i mean that just goes to show just like i don't know how strong the fandom like how much you guys really liked the show that you yeah. like and like maybe you'll maybe we'll be surprised and maybe there'll be a new episode at some point but um, i'm almost scared that there will be because as much as i want it if they mess this up for me, mm. I'm irredeemable. <laughs> I will be so angry. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I mean, all the actors individually are still getting work and doing other things, but it's like yeah. with the the age of reboots and um, <laughs> I don't want yeah, like <laughs> everything everything's rebooting. Okay, let's just lay it yep. out. <laughs> Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they decide like next year or within two three years or like hey guys new Sherlock <laughs> yeah yeah I I will watch it because I I miss it but um, at yeah. this point I just I feel like you I feel like if you bring it back and Mrs Hudson is gone I'm going to be so emotionally ruined mm, oh yeah. Yeah, just, I I can barely I can barely hold it together thinking about that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be okay. <laughs> Please bring it back anyway. Right. Hey, y'all at BBC, y'all listen to this <laughs> podcast. Please bring Sherlock back. <laughs> we'll like at them on Twitter when it's live. Yes. Just be like, hey, <laughs> listen to this episode. Um, I mean, they have to know. Like, there's a whole they convention know. dedicated to like Sherlock. So like. Uh, they know, know what they, they have, and they're, yeah. they're just. <laughs> I f- I feel like, it, I mean, it's possible that Benedict Cumberbatch and um, Martin Freeman got too famous. Maybe That's true, but they can find some damn time, guys. Yeah, just throw that wig on, Benedict. It'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all we will all ignore the fact that your face got old. <laughs> right or they could just age jump or um time skip it and like no no one will care exactly um, <laughs> there's so Perfectly many stories fine. there's so many stories to tell and i'm pretty sure there are a bunch of them where sherlock's an older guy so it's okay mm-hmm. um damn straight <laughs> um so <laughs> got off topic but it's fine <laughs> does um do any of your friends and uh, like additional family members know about your writing so my little brother knows that I write. Okay. Only because I was checking my inbox at like my parents' house. 
And okay. he was like, are you? Oh, my goodness. I know. She's, <laughs> she's, she's waiting. My, my, brother, <laughs> my brother's like, are you, are, are you on fan fiction website right now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I was like, Did you look, ask I don't... him how he knows? How does he know about yeah, No kidding, right? <laughs> What's up with that, Zach? Sheesh. Put my brother on blast right now. Like, I don't say anything about your weird, you know, Super Smash Brothers streams. So you can <laughs> keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> but um, I am, like, almost obsessively ashamed to have interests so like m- my parent, my parents are wonderful people I love my parents blah 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 all the things you need to say mm-hmm. but they are absolute roast masters oh my gosh <laughs> and so like everything that I liked as a child they would roast me about oh my gosh <laughs> so now I'm afraid to tell them that I do this because I'm afraid they're gonna read it and just roast the hell out of my oh ass oh my gosh <laughs> and I can't handle it I'm sensitive <laughs> I love okay. I love that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that your parents are gonna roast you, but I like that you have parents that'll roast you. <laughs> they will. They will absolutely destroy me. Oh my, my entire my entire family is like that. Like, I was well into my teens before I realized that like most people's families are not mean. <laughs> like the the. I walked into a family party like wearing a weird shirt once and it was all anyone talked about for like two months. Oh my gosh. Just constantly like, hey, remember when Alex wore that stupid shirt? Like, no, I don't. Shut up. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh, so do, do, do your friends know? Like, at his own? Yeah, my, my friends okay. know I write. Okay. Um, have I only have one. I only have one who's ever read anything any of it and I don't think that they actually watched Sherlock ever so they were like yeah your writing's really good and I was like oh you guys specifics and I'm like no I forgot who all the characters are already and sorry <laughs> it's just, they're supportive that's fine exactly <laughs> so now I have fandom friends there you go that's that's kind of where I live too honestly yes um so all of uh, a lot of the talk right now, at least on my end of uh, Twitter, um, are, are like fanfic writers that are getting published um, novels and like you know uh, fanfic to publish um, off their pipeline. Yeah. Um, if you ever had an opportunity to do that, would you do that, or do you prefer to just stay? in the AO3 realm and just kind of freely write what you want to write. Cause I know that obviously with getting published, you'd have to like change names and like all this stuff to avoid copyright. But then I don't know. And this is why I want to have a conversation with a whole bunch of authors. Cause it's like, I does that, does it feel like that would ruin the integrity of like the original story that you were trying to tell if you couldn't tell it through the characters that you originally I, wrote them? <laughs> I feel like it would. Yeah. I, and I mean, I'm, <clears throat> Other people's stories, I'm sure, would work fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my my stories, they they kind of, you know, you, you assume a lot when you write a f- fan fiction. You assume that people right. are already kind of connected to these characters. And, A, I'm a touch lazy. And I don't want to, I, I don't have any interest in laying all that foundation. Mm-hmm. I'm plenty happy with the fact that you already know who these people are. Yeah. And... Also, like, these are the characters that I fell in love with. 
Mm. And if I had to like, if if I had to change aspects of them, that you know changed who they are and why I fell in love with them, I don't think I would. Be, I don't think I could be passionate about the story anymore. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I I've all, that's that's a question that I have because um like as a Raylo reader there's just a bunch of Raylo novels being published and I I think that's great. Um I'm so happy that people are able to take these stories from AO3 and expand them. Um and there's even like a couple that I read while they were on AO3 that I'm curious to read now with everything being changed. Um but yeah, I often wonder like how do you feel about that after because it doesn't I mean, I don't know if it takes away from, like, how you still feel about whatever the situation is you wrote about. But obviously you wrote it for a reason for these characters or with these characters because you love them. So, like, how does it feel to have it published? Like, Because now millions of people can read it and, like, you know, judge you for it in that way versus, like, we're AO3 where I feel like it's a lot more accepting of a space to tell these stories um, with those characters. Yeah, There's definitely, like, a almost a lack of pressure. Like if I, if right. I was going to write these stories and it was for money, mm. like I don't feel like I could put in all the things I want to. Like if I have a chapter that's kind of out in left field and doesn't make any sense and doesn't move the plot along, yeah. That's fine. That's don't, true. Don't comment on it. Cool. Whatever. I'm not being paid for this. Right. But if I had to like write an actual book that had to make sense at all times, I don't yeah. know if I could do it. That's that's absolutely fair. Do you write mostly um what's like your preferred chapter count for fa- for fan fiction? To, so, to to write. Reading is obviously I guess maybe different, but yeah. So I go back and forth. Um if I'm gonna write a short story, it's gonna be ten chapters every single time. Okay. I don't know why. That's just sort of where I ended up and now it's a thing. <laughs> Uh, if I'm going to write a longer story, I generally start with the intention of making it like 30 chapters. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm done with the tangents and the madness, it's somewhere around 70. Wow. Yeah. I have, so you- I, have, <laughs> I have three stories like that that I intended to be like, you know, medium length, nice yeah. 30 chapter. And I just I just couldn't stop with them. So do you not outline your stuff before you write it? You just or do you just write and dump? <laughs> just like I <laughs> so I always know the first lines and the last line going. Oh in. whoa. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I have those. And then I'll have some major plot points in between. Um, and then it just sort of all word vomits from my fingers. Um, do you stockpile chapters at least or do you just write on the spot okay okay so you do do have some semblance of like you have the backlogs or you don't just like sit down and you're just like all right today i'm just gonna write this chapter and then post it and that's (laughs) i mean ideally i stockpile but there always comes a point in the story where i i need that dopamine hit so Mm. i post faster than i write Mm. so there'll come a point in the story where like i don't have any backlog anymore and i'm like well i gotta get this up tonight or else i won't have any comments when i wake up tomorrow morning and then Mm -hmm. there's my whole day it's gone i basically can't live anymore because i'm crazy (laughs) so so i i will just i'll sit down and i'll be like all right what happens next right 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 
And oftentimes those chapters aren't as good. Mm. But, you know, that's who I am as a person. So. <laughs> so with the ones where you have, like, the, do you always have the opening and the ending, no matter how long the story is? Yep, always. And how does that, okay, how does that even come about? Like, do, like, do you just think of it and you're like, that's it? Like, or do you have, like, so do you have the general idea for the plot or premise and then you write those two things? Like, how does that work for so, you? So generally I'll start with a, with a general plot. Okay. And then I'll write the first line. And then I'll say, okay, so this, this is where I want to end it. And this is what's going to happen at the end. Mm-hmm. And here's the line. The very the the second thing that I ever wrote was fine the the sexual abuse story, and that one the each that was uh, written as a series. So each story uh, was named the last word of that story. It was so you know the first the first one was called free and the last word was free and the whole thing ended with the word fine so i knew Ah. i knew what that last line was going to be because i had to because i was figuring out what the things were going to be called and then i just started doing that from then on okay and it's a it's a weird it's a weird way to do it but it also ensures that i don't just keep going on forever right because i would if i didn't have a stopgap put there Mm. i would just keep writing the story forever and i would (laughs) never end it yeah wow okay i've never heard of like that writing style before but i think that's i think that's really interesting because like yeah whoa okay so (laughs) um and that's for literally all your stories? All my stories are like Whoa, that. Wow, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and do you do you kind of write um, at all using writing prompts? Because I know that's a huge thing. And if so, how does that... Do you still use that same method even with the prompts? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Even with the prompts, I will... I've only done it a couple times. So when I do have a prompt, I will usually look at the prompt and sit there blankly for many, many minutes (laughs) and then come up with one stupid thing that I then will not be able to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. And then that's the story. Okay. (laughs) I also, most of my stories come out of like a, a single weird conversation. Like I'm writing one right now um, called two lonesome travelers. I have the first three chapters up four is going up tonight. And it is about a plane crash or Mycroft and Greg were on a plane together. It crashed, they survived and they have to survive. And it all, the whole thing came out of a single conversation with my husband where we were talking about, you know, the basic, what would you bring on a desert Island? Mm -hmm. And I have an app on my phone that helps me identify plants Mm -hmm. because I live in the woods and am like that. And so he said, what would you bring? And I said, oh, I'd bring my phone so that I would have that app so I would know what's edible. And he looked at me and he goes, if you had your phone and it had service, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just call for a rescue? <laughs> and I felt like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, that would be a good line to fanfic. Okay. All right, now I have to write yeah. a fanfic around that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> does your husband also oftentimes give you a lot of those prompts or like yes, the ideas? Oh, that's so yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. He's really into puns. Okay. So I had I have one uh I have a very long um story called Michaela and then I wrote follow-ups to it. Um and one of them is talking about like the second generation of those characters and Mycroft and Greg is grandparents. Mm-hmm. And one of the grandkids is extremely into puns, which I made them like that because my husband will make terrible puns all day, every day. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to steal these and put them in a fanfic now. Oh, <laughs> so I wrote a whole story just so that I can put in the horrible, horrible. I'm being a goose. Where someone is dressed like a goose and being a nuisance. <laughs> was he? Was your husband dressed as a goose and being a nuisance? No, <laughs> he presented it as, hey, imagine I was dressed as a goose. And then he knocked something off of a table and he was like, I'm being a goosence. He's terrible. <laughs> no, that's so cute. That must be like just a great entertaining life to live to have a husband. It really is, actually. <laughs> my husband like i said he's so shy he's so quiet my parents didn't like didn't know that he talked basically Mm -hmm. for the first like five times they met him and then we were sitting at uh we were sitting at a meal and all of a sudden he like in his nice quiet voice busts out the funniest joke and everyone is like wait a second you're funny He's like, oh yeah, I have been the whole time. I just, you guys didn't know. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> I'm really happy that you kind of have that environment. I, I like, especially during pandemic times, to have someone around that's just so like. Sounds like he's a very like bright and happy person and, and such, um, and also to inspire your writing too. Um, oh yeah. That's so cool. Uh, <laughs> so do you have any stories um, that you maybe haven't started writing or planning out or maybe you saw something one day and you're like, oh, that would be a cool thing to write about. Like, do you have any like a list of like, these are the things I'd want to like write about someday? Like, yes. Okay. Yes, I have. I actually have Google Docs on my computer that have nothing written in them except like a vague description for the uh-huh. For the title, like one of them is called Mycroft Ghost Story. I also have another one that is called um, The Church of Mycroft Homes and Latter Day Saints. Oh my I gosh. Don't, I don't remember what was going on when I came up with that, but I have that and someday it will get written. That's I don't so know fun. what it's going to be about, but it will get written. <laughs> Do you like so you just can like pull it out and kind of add to it as you like if you're yeah, out exactly. about thinking on that's. That's so smart. Yeah. I'm I'm not like that. I'll think of something and then if I like I'll immediately forget if I don't write it down, but I won't pull out anything to write it down. So it's like, all right, well (laughs) you need to I should. (laughs) I have a phone with me at all times. I don't know why I don't ever do it. You got the notes app. You got (laughs) fill that notes app. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, well that's the I gosh, that's so cool. I love everything about your life. It sounds so fun and you've got like a supportive husband and you've got like your whole your own little business and your small little town and you're writing all these fun little stories. I wanted to ask about the shift that you read about actually because um 
I was talking to the last person about it, um, and they um, wrote, like wrote them just because. I mean, obviously they like the ship and everything, and I know that. Produ- oh my gosh, Alice! Now you may- oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be part she, of the show. She brings her little spiral toys up, and she wants to play fetch, and I'm like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, the shift that you write, um, other than the fact that you, um, I guess can see all these situations and stories for them. Is there, is there any other outlying reason why you like to write them? Cause I know that like LGBTQ plus people tend to write the same sex pairings and all that stuff. Um, and I think it's really cool because there's not a lot of that in fandom sometimes. Um, other than Star Wars, because a lot of people think Finn Poe or a couple of me included, so I get to read a lot of it all the time. <laughs> um, but is that kind of like the same idea in the Sherlock space, where it's like, because um, I mean, there are female characters, obviously. Like J- John are. has John has his wife <laughs> or ex-wife. Yeah, uh, but come on, I know. <laughs> we're like, not. We're I not had to sit ex-wife. here and write about Mary. <laughs> so I think. I think part of it is that like there, there, there's like four female characters, and ain't no one out here writing Mrs. Hudson smut. And if you are, Someone God is. bless you. I'm not reading it. That is my grandma. You're talking about. Gross. I'm sure someone is writing that one. Someone's writing it. It's probably really good, but I'll never know because I'm not going to be able to get past that image in my head. Yeah. So, like, there's more. Yeah. I'm assuming there's more John Locke than there is John and Irene, or like, I mean, oh, yeah, like time. I said, no one, no one writes Mary. So, um, <laughs> I mean, someone is writing Mary. I'm sorry. Yes. Let me not shut there's that always, down. There's, there's always, always someone. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? Some of them write it very, very well. But yeah. so, I mean, part of it is that the four main characters of the show are, are, are all men. men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fair. <laughs> but for me, a large part of it is a basically insurmountable crush on Rupert Graves. Okay. And yeah. Mark Gatiss. I'm, I'm into both. It's it's a problem I for me. <laughs> I just want I just want to see him smooch. <laughs> and they're both. The other thing is they're both so sad. Mm-hmm. Like you have the the season four Mycroft's pathetic kitchen, which yeah. just bummed everyone out. And <laughs> Greg has a bitch ex wife. And yeah. haven't we all been there? I haven't. But right. point is, yeah, someone has. <laughs> People have. yes. And and so like you just I see these sweet sad boys and I want them to be happy and so yeah. they're gonna have to be happy together. <laughs> I also I love writing um, Minecraft as a dad. Okay. Because it is so clear that like the only person parenting Sherlock was Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Probably why he's like he is because mm-hmm. he was parented by a child. But I think as a grown man, he would be a very good dad. And I just I just love writing him as a dad. And is that, um, do people, because ha- the age gap, I can't remember the age gap between the characters. So, so it's John- seven years between Mycroft and Sherlock. Okay, okay. 
So I'm wondering if it if there are any people out there that started off writing John Locke when they were younger, but now that they're older, write the older characters. Because I that I, I noticed that transition for me in particular, especially with like fandom that I'm into, where it's like when I was younger, it's like yeah, I absolutely wanted to kiss Edward Cullen, but now that I'm older, I want to kiss Charlie Swan. So like, <laughs> dude, God, I would like- make out with Charlie Swan so hard though. <laughs> Yes. So it's what a like, brilliant, brilliant man. So it's like I wonder if that sort of is the same for writing, where it's like you start when you're younger, you kind of relate more to the John Locke because they're the younger characters in canon. Um, That's you're probably exactly right. They they are they're young and kind of wild, and right. they go out and do stupid things. Mm-hmm. And Mycroft and Greg, you can imagine them just sort of sitting at home, yeah, and <laughs> not doing stupid things, yeah. And, like, you know that even in canon, like, they definitely meet up for tea, like, four times a week yeah. to have the Sherlock did something dumb conversation. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, why why wouldn't you want to see that? But also, like, they go home and take care of their six dogs or whatever. <laughs> That's so cute. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we're going to move on to the notes section now. And this sort of just is where you can add on any discussions that we've had or if you want to bring anything to the floor to the pod you definitely can use this time for that absolutely so i have talked about um some of the less healthy ways that i've lived my life in the past and i just want to say uh if you are struggling with alcoholism if you're struggling with drug addiction there are so many people out there who want to help you you can reach out to me. I'm 221 Addy on Tumblr. I'm 221 Addy on Twitter. I'm not creative. It's all the same name. <laughs> I'm more than happy to talk to you anytime. Yeah. Just get help, my friends. And then on yeah. like a brighter note, you should read my fan fiction. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it'll all be linked below. Um, again, like I've mostly talked to Star Wars writers, and I'm trying to expand because, like, I want to hear from different fandoms and different voices within those fandoms, so that I can kind of get out of my bubble. Um, but yeah, like talking to you and um, the previous person now I'm just sort of like okay I kind of want to rewatch the show and I, then you I kind of want to yeah like I kind of want to dive more back into like getting into that and then reading some of your guys' stories so that I can sort of understand because like I said I was in it and now I'm not because obviously when when it ended um, <laughs> I left <laughs> yep. um, so it's a hard I, one <laughs> It's it, yeah, but I think it's really cool, and and I always feel like when I talk to people, my brain just goes, duh, like of course, like like duh, there's still Sherlock fans, even though the show's not on anymore, and there's no new content, and duh, people are writing about it still. Like it's like things that I feel like I should know, but it just like because you don't hear about it as often as other fandoms, um, at least not in the spaces that I exist in, because. On my side of Twitter, outside of Star Wars, it's like Harry Potter and uh, Shadow and Bone and like all sort of like current or long-standing, uh, long-standing fandom. But like, I've not heard a single person talk about Sherlock until I reached out for guests for the pod. So I'm like, yeah, well, duh, there's people still writing. We it. are still here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, I and most of cool. us are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, 
I would love to have like a bunch of you on. I'm trying to sort of start facilitating roundtable discussions because I think it'd be really cool to have multiple people on to like talk about fandom um, together and like writing like d- what you guys write all in one space because yeah, yeah, you guys are still here. <laughs> and I, the same could be said across the board for, like, literally everything. Obviously, people still writing Lost fanfic, if you're reading Yes! <laughs> you're still writing it! <laughs> God bless you guys! Yeah, like, it's it's just... I am I just live in my little bubble, because it's, it's kind of what I'm comfortable with, and I don't know why my brain doesn't register that other long-standing, older shows have fans that still write, and I think that's really cool. Um, but you yeah, I'm amazed at the just the wild variety of shows that still have people writing about them, even though they ended so long ago. Yeah, I I'm curious about that, and I and I kind of don't want to go digging. I kind of want to like whenever I reach out, it'd be so cool to just like have someone be like, "Hey, I write this." I'm like, "Cool, let's talk about it." Um, <laughs> Because, like, if I have people on that write, like, predominantly Star Wars, but have this uh, history of, uh, on AO3 of other fandoms, too. And I'm, like, scrolling through and I'm like, we write about, we write about this one? Like, how did that come about? Like- <laughs> I love seeing, like, 50, 50 stories in one fandom and then you've got one, like, completely left field and it's yeah. like, oh, yes, I'm going to read this weird thing that you guys wrote one thing about. Yeah, like, I can't remember which episode, and I do apologize, but um, the person that I was talking to it, uh, was writing Once Upon a Time. Like, well, she, she started off in Once Upon a Time, and so, like, we're talking about that, and it's like, oh my gosh, like, the Once Upon a Time pipeline to, like, other things. It's just, like, I think we all kind of started there. And then, like, <laughs> and I'm, like, yeah, people still write Once Upon a Time fanfic, even though that show, I think, is still, uh, no, that show's off now, I think. It's but, gotta be, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I gave up after the Frozen season, but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like. <laughs> they, they were bringing too much in. It was a lot. It was, yeah, it was really hard to keep up with. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I. We'll link all your stuff below, and if there's anyone listening that is any bit curious about Sherlock, um, I do recommend the show. Um, uh, I don't think that you... I mean, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but like, maybe if you watch it now, you won't be so bummed out about how it ends, because you weren't waiting for it every week. Yes. The three-year wait, and then they hit us with that was not cool. Yeah, if you're like- still listening, Mark Gatiss, that fucking sucked. Because, yeah, like, I think between episodes was always, like, super long. And then, yeah, this last one, it was such a gap. And then we all just got shot on pretty hard. But you get to watch it, like, back to back and not even have to wait wait for it. You're not going to get the little, like, oh, Sherlock's still alive. And now you have to wait four years to find out how we did that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. There's a there's a certain level of trauma just in the Sherlock fandom. I like totally I said, we're not okay. That. Yeah, that yeah, no no spoilers. But yeah, that that part was was crazy. Um but yeah, like I said, you get to just hit next episode and and fit and watch it. Um but I do recommend the show and if you are curious um about any fan fiction, you've got two people that I've spoken to to go read and I'm 
there's a plethora of other people so just like so follow, follow the rabbit hole click one of these two and then kind of go from there <laughs> um cool so moving on to wrap up um yep we're gonna hit the kudos so i like to ask two questions the first one is what is one good thing about the fanfic community that you like slash enjoy and why and you can only name one thing everyone is so unbelievably supportive they all read each other's fix they comment on each other's fix they kudos on each other's fix and I'm one of those people who, like, if you write fan fiction and then you communicate to me with some way, I act like Angelina Jolie just gave me, like, props on my acting and I lose my mind. You're, you're legit celebrities and you guys liked my writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big thing for me. That's so cool. I've mentioned before that I'm more of, like, a read and, um, like, bookmark if I liked it. I, I don't ever comment and... I think most of the time it's just because I don't know what to say, but also partially is I'm connected with a lot of authors on Twitter, so I can just kind of talk to them there. Um, but then I have the space, so it's like I can like, scream about like- all the stuff I like about you guys here. But I agree that so far my experience with the fanfic community has been great, and everyone's really supportive. So it's good to hear on the Sherlock side. I mean, like I said, of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> That is, it's good. You guys have a whole convention, so of course everyone's like, so <laughs> "We're amazing." Yeah, I I really want to check out the convention next year, just so I can kind of. Oh, you gotta in. come! It's so much fun. And be nosy, and maybe I'll talk to some people on there. But people um, would go wild for your podcast at that convention. Yeah, like I, I guarantee you, I would love to. the The goal, maybe a pipe dream, I don't know, is to take it to different fandoms conventions and have episodes where i can have a, a like in real time podcast like conversation about it because it's like everyone deserves to yell about the things that they love and like even if i'm not in the fandom i want to hear about it and get excited too so um thank you for coming on honestly again um i'm so happy to be here yeah like talking to some talking to people that are excited and and loving other fandoms that i'm not a part of is still super fun for me because i get to be just to, to fall back in love with it or get re, get introduced to it so i'm personally excited and, and happy that i got to talk to you because now i have two people that kind of encourage me to sort of shuffle back over into sherlock and uh maybe i'll appreciate it a lot more now that it's been a decade <laughs> <laughs> there's i the, the wound has healed because i forgot about it so then i can start watching it again and be like oh yeah i remember just rip it back open <laughs> yeah exactly um i'm really excited to watch the show again um um, cool and um the second question i like to ask is well not the question but uh we like i try to give like author shout outs um fellow author shout outs so if there's someone that you think uh people should go check out it could be within your fan within your fandom or outside um let us know and i'll also link that below so that people can check them out there are so many amazing um authors in the Sherlock fandom, uh, Lavender and Vanilla, Trillian JDC, Little Fluffy Clouds, Seaweed Rights, all of them are amazing. But the person who I have to absolutely shout out is an incredible, incredible author named Miss Holmes Lestrade. She uh, speaks German, but she writes in English because okay. she's a goddamn champion. And <laughs> she has been by my side since story one. 
hitting me up with comments every single chapter. She has made my day better so many times, and everything she writes is adorable and sweet, and I love her. And so that's that's who I have. That's my awesome. Girl. Um, I will grab that AO3 link from you because I tried to Google it. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong, but um, I will grab that information from you to add to the uh, links below for people to check out. Um, and for me, uh, I am going to recommend a Star Wars slash Harry Potter fic- fanfic because uh, I am a little still like iffy about reading strictly Harry Potter fanfiction, <laughs> given yes, everything going a little, on. <laughs> a little rough. It's really hard for me. Like I don't support anymore. I don't give her money. I don't do anything. Um, but I feel like even reading fanfiction as much as I want, like, and and I still want to talk to fanfic writers who write Harry Potter. But uh, for me, like reading characters that I grew up with, knowing the connection, I'm just like. Like, I can't. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really yeah. So finding a nice blend of like Star Wars where they go to Hogwarts, I'm like, cool, I could do this. Because <laughs> it's only just sort of like the elements and it's not like characters that I sort of have to. Anyway, that makes sense in my head. So my fin, my fic recommendation is Lightning in a Bottle by Miss Patch. Um, and I'll link that below. It's um Slytherin, Ben slash Kylo, and I believe Hufflepuff Ray, uh, which I think is very fitting. Um, and it's like a soulmate. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's a soulmate's AU, um, which I also love. I love soulmate AUs. <laughs> and yeah, there's conflict. Um, and yeah, as per usual with a lot of stories like that, there's a conflict, but it's all centered around Hogwarts. Um, and I, and like the only like, I mean, obviously the magical world and some things are also pulled from that. And then so really the only things you have to read about in relation to Harry Potter is like the house names and like certain things like that. But it's not like so Harry Potter where if you're like me and it makes you uncomfortable, you can't read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll link that below. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for coming on. I'm so happy to have you and like talk to talk to you about all this stuff. You have been so great to talk to. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. If you ever have guests come back on, I'm there. You got yeah. me. Yeah, and feel free to reach out to me if you want to come back on. Um, I love the idea of having repeat guests and checking in with you guys and seeing how you guys have been. Um, and then I... I keep saying I want to start this. I don't quite know how to do it because I think I need people to reach out to me. But I have this idea for what I call post-writing depression sessions um, because I was told by someone on the pod that as writers, when you wrap up a story, sometimes you get really emotional because <laughs> it's like saying yep. goodbye to like your babies. And so I was, I jokingly was like, you don't have to do it by yourself. Just come on the pod and well, you know, you can get emotional with me. We'll like drink, you know, drink drinks and have little snacks and just sort of like talk it out. And, um, and it could be centered around that specific story so you can get it all out and then be okay. So, um, again, if you want to be a part of that, I would love to have you. If anyone listening wants yes. to be part of that, just reach out to me because, um, you don't have to do it alone. Just come on the be on the pod and get emotional, and I'll I'll rub your back <laughs> virtually. <laughs> um, but yeah, and again, like thank you for all that you guys do as writers. Um, like as a reader, I'm just 
still constantly amazed that it's free content and that I get to go on the internet for free and read these stories. Um, and my, my little space here is just kind of like how I can give back to you guys um, and give you guys well, support. To- <laughs> we love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> um, and for anyone listening, um, where can they find you if you want to drop all your socials, yeah. if you have other projects? So I'm on Twitter as 2 to one Addy. I'm on um, Tumblr as 2 to one Addy. I'm on AO3 as 2 to one Addy. I have no creativity. You got the one name. Okay. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it. My parents, okay. my parents taught me that if you had social media, you would get kidnapped. And... Uh. I'm a grown adult who's still scared of that. So that's fair. That's very thanks for fair. that trauma, mom. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I, I think a lot of us were just really reckless at the time of AOL. So like, I totally get it. <laughs> I definitely understand because I had my moments where I was like, "This is my AOL boyfriend, and he knows my name, and he knows where I live." <laughs> I don't even know who this person is, <laughs> and he's a 58 year old yep. man. He's coming yep. to kidnap me. Um, so I totally get it, and your mom wasn't wrong it just depends you can't tell her that okay <laughs> um and i am on twitter and instagram at stitchcraft if you want to follow my shop stuff and my uh goings on with fan fiction and fandom bookmarked and busy has an instagram now um so check that out i'm still trying to figure out how i want to use it so right now it's just announcing guests and posting um like clips from new episodes and all that stuff and then anytime tiktok decides to recommend me a fan fiction or 18 plus related tiktok and i think it's funny i post it there in the stories so you get to see cool tiktoks from creators too um to stay on top of the pod and other cool things follow geeky underscore waffle on twitter uh every friday we post um fanfic friday so Every time an episode drops, I do two thick recommendations from the guest, and then we do Trope Showdown, uh, where we put two tropes uh, together head-to-head, and the winner goes on to move to the next week. Um, I'm Ren, your host, again, and thank you so much, Addie, for coming on. Thank you for having me. (laughs) One final pitch. My cat Mm -hmm. has an Instagram. Oh, Pip drop drop it. It's Pippy Cat Stockings, like Pippy Longstocking, the cat. You can see my, you can see Pippy and her sister, Perlock Holmes, on there. Did your husband think of that pun name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> love it. I love that so much. <laughs> um, cool. Well, next uh, episode, I have Sarah from the Sarah Renee on. And so if you are a fan of her in any way, um, be sure to listen to next week's episode. And I will see you soon. Bye.